Hello. After a 10-month hiatus, this podcast is back, and I couldn't be more excited about it. The break was important. Um, spent some time reevaluating um, the places I wanted to, to in, invest time and energy and uh, go through a little bit of reorganization in my life here. Um, and then it occurred to me how, uh, how much I love these conversations and how much they've meant to me over the last three years. Um, so yeah, it was time to bring it back. Um, I couldn't be more thrilled about it. Like I said, I put out on Instagram that I was bringing it back and I asked people who they wanted to hear me chat with. So I got a nice little list of people. I also spoke to some uh, other people close to me about some ideas for people that I should have on the podcast. I, yeah, did a little bit of research. So I'm I'm bringing in some some new people, some new names, some people who are super familiar in in the movement world. Branching out a little bit further to people in different corners of movement in in dance and in realms of fitness and research and and yeah just a lot of different people I really want to have diverse conversations with a lot of different perspectives um so yeah I've already recorded the first three episodes uh I'm gonna probably release them every other week certainly if you feel like there's somebody that you would love to hear me chat with or that you would love to hear their perspective. Shoot me a message. Let me know their name, how to find them, and I will uh, I will do my research. And if it feels like it's a fit, I will reach out to them, certainly. Um, but when I put it out there on Instagram, a number of people asked me to reach out to Adriana. So... I figured this should be the first one. It's the first one I recorded back. Um, and even though I have three others, I figured it should be the first one to be released as well. So we're going to start here. I've got a lot going on in terms of um, presenting and teaching and facilitating. And all that information is available on my website uh, in the last 10 months I did build a new website so if you want to check it out it's just letsinfiniteplay.com there are workshops there are classes there are seminars there are things happening so I hope I can see uh, as many of you as possible um, in person or, or via one of the kind of online offerings that I'm, I've been making available um, but certainly always feel free to be in touch. I think the easiest email to reach me at is theinfiniteplayguy at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also send me a message through Instagram. I check it less often, but uh, it is a place where you can find me, and it's just kyle.e.fincham at gmail. Or excuse me, it's just uh, at kyle.e.fincham. Um, yeah, so uh, that's what I've got at the moment. It was certainly uh, a big, big pleasure to speak with Adriana, um, even though we'd crossed paths quite a few times over the last number of years, uh, I don't think we'd ever spent any time in a in a conversation, and certainly not one in a in a long form setting. Um, so this was a really wonderful treat, and yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I hope that she and I get to uh, meet up in person sometime in the not-too-distant future. Um, if you're not familiar with her work and what she's putting out there to the world, or who she is, uh, let me tell you a little bit about her. I have her bio here in front of me, and um, I, will, I will read a bit of it for you. Adriana is a physiotherapist, a movement teacher, and a passionate student of life born and raised in the Czech Republic. As a former professional athlete, representing her country in ice hockey for five years, her life always spanned around some form of physical practice and discipline that continues to be the guiding force on her path of self-discovery. After going through burnout as an athlete, Ido Portal deeply influenced her path following his teachings from 2013 to 2021. Until very recently, Adriana um, was a teacher at a movement community based mainly on Ido's philosophy. Since receiving her bachelor's degree at the University of West Bohemia, her work and interest continue to guide her deeper into understanding and connecting the dots between multiple fields and areas such as manual therapy, trauma release, psychotherapy, and general movement practice. Currently, Living on the move, she spends most of the year traveling the world, expanding her experience as a student, teacher, and therapist, implementing her knowledge into clinical treatments as well as into her teachings. Meanwhile, she continues to lead her community by combining distance learning through online platforms with in-person gatherings according to her travels. Recently, Adriana joined Marcello Palazzo and his team in a shared pursuit of supporting people to improve the quality of their lives through deep transformative work while continuously nurturing her process of individuation. As I said, speaking with Adriana was a real treat. Um, she's got so much passion and, and excitement around what she's presenting, how she's presenting it, and her journey um, with a beautiful amount of wisdom and humil humility. Um, so it was an absolute honor to speak with her, and I hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So without any further ado, here is my chat with Adriana Petsnova. I don't 
train nearly at the volume that I used to. And it's oftentimes very pleasant. And oftentimes I feel like I'm not doing enough because there's this certain like expectation in my head. Well, I see that, but uh, immediately comes the question, where is it coming from, right? Uh Like, where is this coming from? Because I felt for many years the same, especially after the years of like being an athlete and really pushing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like it starts with the question. So where is it coming from and how much is actually enough? You know, especially with the strength work at, that uh, there was this phase that everyone went through and uh, you do the muscle ups and you do all the routines and you really push it. But at certain point, it's like, how much is enough? And who, who set the bar for myself? Mm-hmm because it's endless and you're constantly pushing it. So it's more of an open question for anyone, but uh, that's immediately every time someone mentions this, I'm like, okay, where is it coming from? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And also like what, like, like what are the bigger things? Like what matters? What's meaningful? You know, like, I don't know about you, but I remember when I was training at that volume, I was giving up a lot of things. You know, things now that I look at and I'm like, God, that's so sad that I gave up on those conversations with people or those, you know, those like coffee meetups or I don't know. The time you had your PM session or three sessions. Exactly. And like, I think that like, there's this thing that can happen where we can become so kind of engulfed in that kind of training that we're just embedded in our aloneness this it's very individual when like it's not always um honoring like our relational nature Mm -hmm. which spans a lot of different things which can be like high degree of movement all the way down to to full rest i feel like there is uh, many points of view or many ways how to look at what you just said because I feel, at least for myself, that there are cycles, you know, like you have a daily cycle of certain energies going through. You have the seasons. And I also feel that in life you have the seasons. And I feel that it's very important to go through this phase because it's not the same as if you would never go through this. Because the only way how to appreciate this social time or these choices is that you have something to compare it to. It's like, what is black because it doesn't exist. It only exists in relationship to to white. And I feel, and especially with my students, recently this has been a huge question that I have, not only for myself, but of course, in in terms of how to to teach and uh, when to push and when to pull back and when to just be there. Because it's very like a thin layer between being super lazy, between being absolute lunatic and then really pushing it and being a social. Um, but also honoring the path of the person. Because I, for example, needed to burn out three times. I really needed to smash my head against the wall. And it's I would never take it back. Because if you never test these boundaries, and if you never go in this monk mode, into this, like being fully disciplined and really finding this fire of wanting something that you push everything else away, um, I think it's just another experience that's very enriching. And I never gonna de- like push this away. I think it's important, um, but it has its space. And again, it depends on what do you want. Because right now you might be in a different season, and you feel that you need to be more with people and share time and space with them. And and um, 
be more social or train less. But it doesn't mean that in a few years you you don't uh, turn again into the full monk mode. Because, for example, I had this phase with Ido where I really went 100% in. It was everything that I had. I managed to have relationship at that time. So I lived with the same monk that did exactly the same thing for seven years, which ended up uh, destroying the relationship. But um, I still feel that it was necessary. I really needed that. And then I had a little break. And now I'm finding myself in the same monk mode, but from a very different place. It truly comes from this internal craving direction. And uh, if I tell you, like, I'm calling my my little uh, home here in Czech, because I'm here for four weeks, and next week I'm leaving to Australia, and I'm moving again. And, and I really feel like this is my cave. And in this cave, I'm just very happy to be alone at the same at, at this time. Then I come out and then I teach a gathering and then I travel again. But it really, I really feel it comes down to honoring what do you need right now? And seeing from this, uh, I really like this uh, idea of the divine eye. It's an idea that uh, Juan Rueda shared with me recently through one of our talks. And it's same thing for healing and treating that you are able to see where the person is. It's because sometimes even the same thing for students. Sometimes you really feel or you, you need to feel and understand that he needs to go through this burnout because otherwise he will never get the lesson or he will get it somewhere else. It's like same thing with the relationship, you know, like you can tell your best friends like this guy is a douchebag, just don't date him. But at the same time, if it wouldn't be with this guy, it would be with another guy because there's certain lessons that we really need to go through. And this divine eye idea is the, the ability to see where the person is acknowledging that and not judging nor trying to change that. And it's very difficult. Even when I treat and even when I certain people come and I <clears throat> feel that for me, it's really important to not treat just the body. It, it's just something natural that happened mm-hmm. and uh, that I honor. And uh, I feel it's, it's tricky. It's very hard to navigate and it requires loads of internal work and loads mm-hmm. of external work, of course to be able to remove oneself and not project on the person your ideas about what they're supposed to do. So mm-hmm. this is a really nice idea I'm, I'm uh, trying to put together because it's recent, but... It's, 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 it's certainly um, profound because I do think there are times like as a teacher in the past where like I've certainly done the projecting and is supposed to, and that's come from lessons that I learned from people doing it to me, like, oh, I'm being projected on in here, the supposed to is on me. But I I had a conversation with somebody not too long ago who I would say is some version of a mentor. And he was talking about this idea. It's what you're describing, where it's like, if you're quite perceptive, and it doesn't have to be a teacher or a facilitator, but just somebody of like a high degree of perception, you can you can see when people are kind of headed towards speed bumps or when they're headed towards potholes. Yeah. And it's almost rarely the role of that person to point out the, the pothole to them. It's more like being there to support when they hit the pothole, but knowing that they have to kind of go through that thing. And that's, it's it's interesting because what you said is like when you when we make that choice to point it out or to like say hey I saw that I you know I showed you that or point to it like that's a very loud ego. Yeah, 
Oh, it's like the with the kids now touching the uh, the hot pot and creating the experience. Because I have a niece, and uh, she came two years ago, and she truly truly changed my perspective on many things. And it's just so precious to have a kid around, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing her doing the mistakes and seeing my sister how much she changed as a mother in this archetype. The same thing just reminded me my lessons because when I was in the like a halfway through my journey with Ido, um. I was really full on, but I was also projecting towards him and the method. And um, there was many uh, things that I was running away from. So to a point that I really physically hurt my body and hurt myself many times. Um, even before I found it, I had the same pattern of burning out, I ended up having anorexia, depression and all of that, which is a part of the journey that I just needed. I truly did needed that. And uh, of course, it ended up being a great gift because early on I started with therapy and so on. And now I can understand different uh, things and, and teach. But many people and most of my mentors told me this, but I just wasn't able to hear it and see it. I just really needed to push because the pain that I was holding within, I just wasn't able to to handle, to carry. And I really love this idea from Marcello. Um Marcello Palazzo, I hope that everyone already knows, just to have a full reference of charging the symbols, which comes from Jung. Um, and it's something that we've discussed a lot in past year um, in terms of sometimes you really need to become physically strong. You need to have these abilities. You say something and you do it. Yeah, You can imagine that you have this um, uh, like a bank account and uh, you are on the zero. And every time I say I do something and I do it, it's plus points or no, I get some points up. And every time, even if with the little things, I break the promise, it goes down to the minus. And uh, the physicality for me was just really the only way how I was able to contain myself and hold it together, especially throughout the depression. And it just became something like a pillar around which, you know, when everything was falling apart in my personal life, my family, because we had quite a history with cancer and some some heavy stuff going on with family. It was there for me. So it was like, it was a projection or it was something that I was externalizing. Through that, I was just dealing with things because I didn't have the tools when I was a kid and so on. As everyone has this form of uh, way of running away. Someone has a food, someone has a sport, someone has a alcohol. And for me, it was a sport, but it was course very unhealthy but uh, was helping back then and uh, same thing of course happened and I repeated the same pattern with Ido or if it wouldn't be Ido it would be someone else so it's very important to take the responsibility for our actions eventually when we are ready to hear it but as I said before most of my mentors all of them saw what I did and they tried to warn me it's like Adriana slow down Margaret Dernan, a great mentor of mine and teacher in Australia back then when I came first time. Same thing with Mark Bernacki or Petr Ruzicka. Amazing mentors, experienced teachers, beautiful human beings. Everyone was trying to, to help me to slow down and see it, but I just wasn't able to see it back then. And of course, we need these experiences. So then you have something like a lesson you can extract, and that's what enriches us. And then you can teach and see it. And then now my students do the same mistake. So I can take take them uh, on the side. But the only way I found, um, I don't want to say helpful because who am I to judge, but I feel like one of the way to help in these regards 
is to ask questions, not judging, not saying what to do, but offering a space, like a safe space and asking good questions in terms of what are you after? Mm. Why are you pushing so hard? And this goes even in the treatment and therapy because having the honor of working with the body, it never goes just into the body. And and the further and the longer I treat, the more humbling it is because truly I had some crazy experiences with uh, with people releasing certain things by me just touching certain part and it goes all the way. And it truly forced me to redefine what I know about what I think I know. It's very humbling. Um, so this idea of creating space and asking questions and uh, being able to remove oneself. Um, it's something that I never received or almost never received from anyone. The very few people, one of the people I already named, uh, Juan Reda, who's a dear teacher of mine, great friend. I'm actually leaving to, to spend some time with him uh, next week. And uh, it was the first time that I actually, I really felt that someone is, is just there asking questions, allowing me to realize certain things, not judging, not forcing any idea of what it's supposed to be. And I realized that this is a huge gift that as a teacher, I would really love to be able to do. And it's, it takes a lot of work on oneself. That's the real practice, right? And it, mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter if it's through physical practice or internal practice, but to be that person and this gift I received, really, I remember clearly the moment I was sitting on this chair and I was just looking in the mirror and he was just there and I saw the eyes and I was like, what a gift of being able to just sit with my own feelings, not feeling judged. That was the first time I actually felt what it means to take a refuge into someone. And uh, it's a huge aspiration of mine to be, be able to be that person and to be this kind of a human being. Maybe you could call it teacher or therapist, but it's just a fellow human being, right? And um, this is something very powerful um, that I'm really working hard on. <laughs> I think it's a lifelong you're, journey. You're speaking to something that I've certainly thought about a lot and I know is like, it's very hard because it's not celebrated in the same way. Like the people who I feel like have impacted me the most when I look back, they're the people who have posed really wonderful questions, not given answers. Um, but the problem that I think we confront, like in a lot of like a lot of the different worlds that we're in, because it's a very similar world, but it's one where like certainty and answers are are given a lot of praise and kind of honoring mystery or posing questions or going so far as to saying, I don't know, and just being someone to be supportive is not celebrated from where I'm sitting in the same way. You know, it doesn't sell as many books. It doesn't get as many likes. Yeah, so, wonderfully put. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing. It's, a, it's an excellent point that I don't hear also very often. It's mm -hmm. difficult even for myself in the role of a student or a you know, when you're in this position, you want the answers. It's like, give me something. You know, like you come to your mentor and you're like, just give me something. I really, I really need help. And of course, sometimes you can get directions in terms of showing, showing certain maybe scenarios or offering different points of view 
which is not directly saying what you're supposed to do because that's a free will and you need to take responsibility again. And I really like even this idea of, um, or not like, but it's it's also something that is not mentioned very often and that's um, emotional responsibility or maturity in terms of really, if you're able to step back and look at yourself or things that happened to you or things that you're going through, you went through from this again, bird's eye view of the worst things that ever happened to you or the biggest tragedy being the maybe the best gift that you ever received. And the reason why I'm saying this is again, uh, I, very early on I received the biggest lesson that shaped my life and always will be there as a reminder. And my sister went through cancer, she lost her leg and had really bad prognosis when I was 12. And I was coming to visit because she lived in a hospital for two years. And I never forget, never forget the moment that I realized that I have two legs and that there are kids in my age that I saw one week and then came next week and they were gone. And it it just, emotionally, you don't have any tools to deal with that. And of course, it had many issues and reasons why I ended up uh, being perfectionist da, 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 and having lots of guilt. But it's just something so powerful to see and realize that there are just different points of view. And another one is that if you speak with my sister, she's one of the most positive people I've ever met. She's the most grateful person, most alive person I've ever met. She has her issues, of course, everyone does. But through that experience, and I honestly asked her when I was like 15, 16, if she could magically get her leg back. Because for me, it meant everything. I was an athlete. I couldn't imagine. I really couldn't imagine. And it was just so close. She, I maybe lost the lottery, right? Or she lost the lottery and probably win. And from certain perspective, right? And she said no. I was clear. There was no joke. She said that she would never take it back. And trust me, I never saw anyone suffering more because she went through uh, like an alternative treatment before because the prognosis was five months and now it's around 15 years or 17 years or something like that. And uh, she just was reborn and seeing this process and then knowing all the suffering she went through and then being the person that says, no, I don't want this back. It actually made me who I am. And again, it's just words because it doesn't have real direct emotional meaning to people. But this I view as the biggest gift and same thing with my burnouts or these dark nights of the soul, and all this drama. Now I just look it back and I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to go to my bed tonight and tomorrow it's it's easy. So sometimes this ability to go into the bird's eye perspective, even like judging ourselves in the back, it's like, yeah, hey, I was smashing myself twice a day and was following this guy, but it was just something we really needed back then. And it's not necessary to judge it and put the label of good or bad. Yeah. Now there is this beautiful story in my favorite book from Dan Millman, uh, the, the Way of Peaceful Warrior. It's the first book that I've read, like when I was like 13, Again, at that, uh, that time, because it was my, it's a book in my family that everyone read at the time my sister went through that. And uh, there is this story about the farmer, you know, that the, the horses run away and he's like, oh my God. And the neighbors come and it's like, ah, you lost all the horses. And he's like, eh, good, bad. And then the, the horse comes back and brings like a new horses. And he's like, ah, then the, another neighbor comes. And he's like, ah, that's amazing. And he's like, ah, good or bad. He's not labeling it. Because eventually you see the full circle, which we can call karma or like, a, you know, action reaction. 
And uh, I, I really feel that this is powerful lesson that I'm being constantly reminded with my injuries and with all that I'm going through and with my students and everything uh, that is happening. And if it's right or wrong, I don't really care. <laughs> it helps me to live a better life. And it truly uh, makes the person that is closest to my heart, my sister, living a happily fulfilled life. She's not a victim. And uh, this is powerful. This is something that I'm very grateful for. So even in the darkest things that ever happened to you, or even when you go through that, or you think that everything is shit, that you lost so many years, or you're this and that, just zooming out and being able to see this from this perspective, it's a superpower that needs to be developed. And maybe it's also a good orientation to, to practice, right? Mm -hmm. I'm super, I'm just really touched by the story about your sister. I appreciate you. Um, sharing that that was really lovely and also yeah i think a really like beautifully unique perspective to get to witness that i think that a lot of us like we hear those stories right but to kind of be in the face of it is is a unique experience oh she's super cool but also it's inevitable it's gonna happen like recently mm -hmm. i started um i'm doing loads of shadow uh, shadow journaling Mm -hmm. uh, by invitation again from Juan because uh, we had a recently workshop for our community here and it was something that he was um, really offering and reminding a lot and was beautiful to see and uh, this happened before but uh, I'm trying to, to have certain internal practice which is just sometimes I sit with, with myself sometimes I stand sometimes I journal and uh, there started coming this real feeling of um how how it like this this feeling just emerged out of the blue of like losing someone like my mom. It was a beautiful moment. I realized that it's very selfish of me. Because you know, there was this really emotional moment of realizing that I'm gonna lose her. But the, the part of me that was touched was very selfish, it was just me losing her. And again, from a certain perspective, it's like, of course, these things are inevitable. Like very close people to my heart, my mentors also got a cancer. And seeing the process and understanding and having this emotional wound that I had in the in the childhood really forces you to either being the victim and hating and being afraid of death or really starting the diving in and taking it as an offering or as a practice yeah. because really why are we practicing you know like physically of course I want to have strong body because I want to be able to be there and this idea of resilience can go into the David Goggins uh, yeah. way which I'm not judging it's just a certain way but for me, being here for my family, being able to be emotionally stable and accepting things, and it doesn't mean denying, it means that I'm really able to emotionally sit with it. And that's where I really found movement practice, or at least the form of what I've been exposed so far, very valuable, because it can be whenever you want it to be. It can truly be, a, you know, like just a, a tool for health or mental health or improving your back or being playful. Or it can be a form of how to deal and map reality and how to deal with life. Because that's exactly what it happened to be for me at the moment. And of course, it's changing. But if I'm not able to deal with frustration with the learning a new thing or juggling, or if I'm not able to interacting with people or having people in classes that I'm not fully aligned with or that maybe ask certain questions or trying to question your authority or, or really have a different point of view and perspective, if you really look at it from the micro and the macro perspective, it's it's just life. 
You know, it's it's not separate thing. It's not like I have my AM session, I'm doing my band arm. It's like, yeah, but there is always something behind. And it, again, this intention of what you are trying to extract, because these invitations of realizing certain things are ever present, omnipresent in any 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 situation. And that I really feel is the practice that, you know, the word that everyone is using, that, but no one actually has an idea what it is. It's like, I am I'm a practitioner or I'm not a practitioner, but what does it mean to you? Mm-hmm. Because to me, this, this is exactly what it means. It means to be able to be there. And maybe when the time comes and my mom will have to go because it's inevitable. Well, also I can tomorrow, who knows? And seeing people, you know, like the other day, I just had a patient, a wonderful lady came with the shoulder and her, she couldn't lift her arm. She's like, but I need to, tomorrow my daughter is coming. I cannot afford to have this. And I'm like, but it already happened. So <laughs> I can do, I can do whenever I, uh, like I'll try to help, but you need to accept that your arm is not working. So we need to go to hospital and we need to do the, da, da, da. and there was this resistance to reality. And it's, it's wonderful opportunity again to practice. It's, it's not separate. Mm-hmm. So truly I feel that what I've been exposed to because what Ido introduced me to, and I'm very grateful to his teachings and to him as a teacher, because he's a, he's a crazy man, but I honor him as a teacher as he really goes far. And I never met anyone like this. And especially after the month, I got a chance to spend with them on the intensive. And I, I really realized that there is not good or bad. It depends on what do you want it to be and how you want to use this because it needs to serve you and your path. You know, even what you said, like now you feel that you you want to have it more open. Amazing. Have it more open. And um, even with people like what clinical practice taught me is to not judge. Like I'm very grateful to see anyone doing any form of practice or some physical thing because people over 40s that I treat or see, even the men, when they do something on their own, even three times a week, 20 minutes or go for a jog, it's a huge thing. In this in this time and age, it mm-hmm. it takes a loads of effort because the society is oriented more towards comfort and, and not doing anything, and it takes a lot to start from scratch. Uh, and same thing for teaching people in uh, multiple groups. I work from professional athletes to people that are starting in their forties with some form of physical practice, and it's again very humbling. But the process is the same. Everyone can extract the same principles. And I really don't care if they learn the handstand or not. It is just a vehicle or a tool through which they can learn something about themselves and hopefully live a better life or at least have more power to direct their life and to orient themselves in this crazy maze that no one knows what it is, you know? Well, I think that it's like a nice message that I wish that, I don't know, was coming out there more often because, you know, and maybe it's changing, but I feel like at certain points, like there's like been like a sense of like elitism around certain corners of like movement or fitness. I mean, it happens everywhere. I mean, like in all the different things, it's like, oh, well, this is the thing. Um, but I, I, I yearn for more of what you're saying, the like, hey, like, it's all kind of great. You know, like it's all, it's all fine. It's all, it's all something. Nothing. <laughs> Sorry, but also like I 100% agree. But if you really think about this and again, how our egos are making, and again, ego is not a bad thing. If you ever did a ceremony with mm-hmm. 
psychedelics, you're very grateful to have personality. It's not something to get rid of. Mm-hmm. It's something to integrate and, and work with, but mm-hmm. try to hang around without personality for a while. You're mm-hmm. gonna lose it. Uh, not, not saying that uh, out of the blue, because I had certain experience that happened out of blue. And mm-hmm. um, went to darkness retreat afterwards. <clears throat> I really tried to anchor because something happened within my body that I read about, but then it happened. And it's not its not easy. You really look like you lost it if you don't have personality. So it's not something to get rid of, just to cl- clarify that. But yeah. you know how our egos are at this personality, this little thing is shrinking us and trying to separate us. If you think about just the movement culture, which is a small, very tiny universe, it's mm-hmm. just a very tiny universe. And from my perspective, it's amazing that it exists. But why would I compete and compare and try to judge others? And there is millions of people that need help that don't even have a practice that haven't even started. Why would we separate and make it close? And of course, I understand and honor that there are levels, same thing in Buddhism, not everyone is going to to live the renunciate path and not everyone is going to be the householder. There is multiple levels to this, but I truly feel that this idea of competition, where is it coming from? You know, what part of me wants to separate? It's like, I'm doing it correctly, but you are doing it wrong. This is the only path. Or when people don't speak to each other, and I've been there, of course, because I was part of certain groups, and and then you compare yourself and you're like, ah, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And of course, this is how we play these games. But it's a little game. Because if you really think about it, and again, back of the gifts of being uh, manually uh, treating and being in touch with people and multiple people from multiple groups and different areas of life and ages with many problems, it really, it's hilarious and sad at the same time because we don't need to separate. We really need to unify and not judge. And this at this point, I'm really trying to encourage people to to continue on their path whenever they are meeting them where they are, not proposing this idea of what they are doing is wrong. Again, what the heck do I know? Because if if something, if, if there is a lesson from past two years, um, I truly realize how little do we know and how assured we are of knowing. Because, you know, all these books that we read about Buddhism and then we are like, hey, yeah, cool, incarnation, da, 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 so, yeah, but then something can happen at any point you can have a very strong experience even near that experience or whenever not even through the uh, some ceremony doesn't doesn't matter it can happen your mom dies out of the blue and something happens within your heart and you feel it physically and it can change like that so i'm really reminding myself to remain humble and opening and not closing and not saying that this is better than that because that's duality yeah. it's like you're doing something that is more valuable than this. But it's, again, subjective and objective. From what point of view are you looking and from where are you judging? And this is a constant dance. It is a huge dance that makes this reality and this life experience absolutely amazing. And I'm very grateful to have that and being here. Even having this conversation, it's it's, it's precious to me. But just this perspective also to fellow teachers and fellow practitioners and people that are just the trainers, it's there is there is not small role, you know. Even when you go to store and there is the this wonderful lady that is selling you food, is doing a hard work. And I'm very grateful that someone is doing that. 
and I acknowledge and honor how hard it is. And it's a certain stage I also did jobs that I didn't wanted to do and eventually there is no small roles no small dances everything is you know the butterfly uh, wings effect the butterfly yeah. effect it's I truly feel that this is important to try to acknowledge because we all have the same goal we all you know like the around us that we are all we are just each other we are walking each other back home regardless of what that means but mm. why <laughs> I really try to, to understand why are we doing this and where is it coming from? And it's more of an open question. I don't have the answer, but it's something I'm trying to sit with. And even with, with my students, we discussed this a lot. And and uh, in past year, I, I past two years, I've been really redefining the way I want to be presenting certain things. And I'm coming more with this open invitations, not forcing anything. It's just like, you know, like you're a very specific candy. I like to say it's called in Czech Lakut. It's a, just this uh, dark thing that doesn't taste very well. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Same thing like olives. And it has mm. this like this very specific bar. I think I had this idea from Marcello because we discussed this. And certain people will like it. Some people will not. And I'm really trying to work on multiple flavors. But I'm I'm bringing certain offering through questions, through certain practices. But the principles behind are pretty much the same. I want you to look at yourself and I want you to remember or I want you to to look at yourself. What are my tendencies? Who am I? What am I after? What do I want? Where am I right now? And where am I heading? And those are very hard questions. It's very difficult. This is why we don't like these questions. We rather hear the answer. And it's like, okay, this is the meaning of life. Great. 42. Amazing. Now I know. Well, so I, I mean, when you mentioned like the... Um like the ceremonies in some ways it's it's deeply similar to what goes on in those spaces um just at a different like elevation on the mountain or on a different mountain altogether but it's like it's quite similar in that sense where it's like you're creating this space or a container for people to have the experience that they're supposed to have for themselves while being influenced by questions that you're proposing and also the experiences of the other people there but it's not the like, I I know where you're going and I'm and I'm pointing you exactly where to go. I'm just creating um, opportunities for you to to learn the thing that you need to learn or experience right now. Exactly, but also it it can remain on the level of experience, which inevitably that's what usually happens. Even I see my students and. I, some of them I have for five years, some of them for six years, some of them for a few months. And every gathering uh, that I'm doing, because I'm traveling a lot and I teach distant and we have Zoom every week. But then I, every time I'm in Czech, I bring them for two days and we spend these like 16, 20 hours together. And I'm bringing certain invitations. And then in the next few months, I see who heard the call. And it's not, again, good or wrong, because for some people, this weekend was just experience. But for some people, I can see that was a real transformation because those people are on a different path. And I also like this idea of like this uh, light core and hardcore practitioner, you know, it's like light core. It's like I can at any point I can just pull back and, and just do something that feels nice. And that's OK. It's absolutely fine. We're not even doing anything. You know, where is this judgment coming from again where I can go full on and really turn in the monk? But it's internal permissions again. Who needs to give the permission? Which part of myself 
is a big one also. So again, this um, this experience versus the transformation. Uh, again, not my idea. I've heard this uh, from Juan because we had these discussions because uh, it's very uh, a huge topic of mine because I, I went through certain changes in the way I see things and and I'm trying to integrate that in past year and health and um, and not creating more mess or more uh, confusion uh, for my students um, or for people that I'm in touch. And uh, there is a huge difference between transformation and experience. Because some people that are going to ayahuasca 20 times, it's just an experience. Um, are you a good daughter? Are you at peace with your parents? Are you a good father, good son? And again, what good means, but in terms of, are you at peace with your life? Are you happy where you are? Are you able to enjoy the, you know, the morning, the sun, the, the, the hug? It's like all these little things, because that's a that's a great goal to have. It's it's amazing goal to have, and it's not very easy to attain. Mm -hmm. and, and and we are the ones who said that even like when we started the conversation in terms of, um, sometimes I feel that I'm not doing enough. I have the same feeling. And uh, it took me a while to understand where it's coming from. And it's a it's a 12 years of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and that there are certain parts of myself, a beautiful technique I experienced uh, through a dear friend of mine, uh, Anna from uh, from Barcelona, as a bamboo body. Uh, she recommended me this uh, Zen teacher that I went through a voice dialogue with, which is a form of exchange or therapy where the 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 teacher is asking for permission to speak with different parts of yourself mm. and uh, she told me it's gonna be emotional and I was like yeah, yeah I'll be fine ended up uh, for three hours absolutely destroyed but it was wonderful to see that there are certain parts of your personality that are doing exactly these things they have certain roles or maybe they were created at certain stages of your life Maybe when you were seven or six or five that you needed this or you you were not emotionally mature, but you felt this huge guilt. Like if I'll turn it to myself, I felt very guilty for my parents' divorce when I was seven. And I felt very guilty that my sister has a cancer. It's completely irrational. If you look at it from 27-year-old Adriana, I completely understand it's irrational. But emotionally, I was stuck at the age of five, six, 12. And this part of me that wasn't able to, to hold this uh, uh, this guilt uh, needed to split and it created this self-punisher, you know. And I started having this, this internal critique, which forced me into anorexia and depression, all that stuff. And again, this acknowledgement and, and seeing it's, it's just clear psychotherapy. You don't have to be a spiritual guru. Just read Jung and, and this uh, uh, beautiful book from uh, Nicola Perra, uh, How to Do the Work. Just about exactly that is children archetypes. And I really see loads of people just having issues there with their parents, with their childhood and on this path. And of course, then there are the levels behind that and beyond that. But it's it's that simple. And it starts with these questions. Being brave enough, and I truly mean it. It it's it never stops impress me and inspire me to see someone at any age, at any point, really stopping. And being able to start doing this work in terms of going to therapy, it's a huge thing. Some people in the movement culture, even my students, I'm just the huge, I'm encouraging everyone uh, openly because I speak about my story or whenever I went through because I feel for some people it can be nice reference. 
Um, but I'm not forcing it for anyone. It's just a story. But uh, some people just need a little encouragement of saying like, it's okay. It's okay to feel like shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's important to know that it's actually a huge act of bravery and big gift to your surroundings to ask for help and start working on yourself because you're going to end up being a better daughter or I end up being a better daughter. Um, or at least I hope because I'm just very happy where I am and I'm, I'm truly in a place of just being very grateful. And if this is it, okay. I, I truly feel that. And, and it's not just empty word as it used to be as everyone is or most people are using. So all this is part of my practice. And does this, fit to the definition of this is the movement practitioner practicing certain amount of hours. I truly don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I just care about people um, being on their path, being encouraged because it truly takes loads of bravery to be on this path and remain there. Mm -hmm. You know, like remain there. Like, peeling off these layers of oneself, meeting the parts of yourself. Same thing, like uh, recently we did a loads of adventures with Marcello because uh, I, I moved to Vienna and started uh, this process with him. And I know exactly which kind of uh, work I was doing internally. For me, I don't really care. I'm not, I'm, I'm the most fearful person that you'll ever meet. I hate heights absolutely with my full heart. I hate doing new things and I hate to suck absolutely openly. And of course, anything, all this stuff that we've been doing was just exactly that. And it's not that I'm doing it to punish myself, but I just really found a huge value in, in uh, redefining and rewriting this internal narrative. And again, back to the charging of the symbols, I said to myself and I found something that is scalable and possible. And I gave myself and this internal critique and this little uh, girl, afraid girl inside the power of knowing that I can do things. I have the power to do what I set myself to do. And this translates to everything. And then even if I lose both my legs or arms, I'm this person, it cannot be taken away. It's a principle. It's mm -hmm. it's written in my soul or in my, whenever it is, who knows, you know, just to, to keep it more practical. So yeah, again, what is movement practice for you? What do you want? And where are you heading? And same thing with people coming. I really found important because we start with this reflection. If some, someone comes, I, I shoot them this reflection. It's also uh, something that Marcello did for me when I started the process with him, writing my own philosophy and all that stuff. And and I saw this and I, I was like, I need to I need to change the way I'm, I'm working with people because I want to make sure that I'm supporting them where they are, not pushing my ideas of what they're supposed to know or where they're supposed to be. And it's not very easy, as you know. It's so hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's the thing of like giving people the opportunity to learn how they learn. And that is a really difficult thing to do. I remember I was in Berlin and I met up with Joseph Bartz a few times and he and I were chatting and he's the one who, I was, he was, I think he was asking like about maybe how I teach or we were talking about something about teaching. I don't know what it was, but whatever you're, it was it led to him saying oh that's that's like coyote learning which i had never heard this term before but i really love this concept of the like taking people out and like kind of pointing at things and letting them kind of explore it. and and through that they're learning 
you're learning how they learn. And in some ways also learning like how they care or they don't care about something or how they relate to something on their own and not, and not always being told what it is, um, which is so challenging um, culturally, but also not nearly as marketable to be like, oh, we're going to go point at things together. Um, but there's so much more magic in that. And that's what I think when we watch kind of art forms where we see very like beautiful cultures around them and also like very unique individuals within it, it looks a lot like that. Like I was having a conversation with my jujitsu teacher yesterday and we were talking about skateboarding and skateboarding culture has that thing. You know, it's like they all kind of go out there and like point at things together and the elders point towards things. And then people kind of explore on their own and develop their way of caring or being moved by it. And then they emerge into their own unique artist around it. Yeah. And I think that that's what I, 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 I aspire to, to a see more of in, in these circles that we're moving through. And it sounds like it's like what you're trying to do as well. It, it's tricky, right? Um, yeah. Because if you don't create the scenarios in terms of I'm going to choose certain topics that I'm going to be presenting. For example, I'm going to be teaching next Sunday, like a final event before I'm leaving for two months. Um, and I'll have 10 hours. There are certain things that I know I'm going to be limiting them. And within those boundaries, I'm going to offer certain things. It's same thing as like creating a score. I present a score of moving from certain part of the body or from skin or whenever or from joint. And I know that I'm creating a I'm creating a boundary. I'm creating a very strict boundary. But within that, that boundary, you can find something. Same thing like your teacher says, we're going to stand for two hours. It's horrible. I hate standing. But also you can find a universe there and you can meet the different parts of yourself you never saw. Uh, that, that's one thing I really wanted to mention because it's it's tricky. You know, like with this full openness, it's nice. But for some people that have re don't have reference, because we, we were teaching uh, some form of uh, like a creative expression. And uh, I understand I played hockey. I had zero when I started. Like uh, now I can, I have at least some spine and I have some references from all the years of online coaching and uh, the, the, the different tools from different teachers. But imagine the person that comes and never danced in their life. And you say, okay, now I play a music and you move. And for some people, it can be like a traumatic experience. <laughs> so being able to really match, for some people, it will be the best day of their life. But for some, it's really difficult. So you um, you almost, you can, you don't have to, but you you teach the people, it's like a different language, right? I've been in Italy, so I, I don't speak Italian. And if someone asks me to express who I am or have this discussion in the in, in Italian language, I might have two words and I'm not going to be able to express my full self. But if you learn or, or if you present and teach people words and then you teach them how to put together sentences, then eventually, of course, they can express whenever they want, but you need at least some things. And it's, it's a point of view. It doesn't have to be like that. But also from what I've seen so far with my students, it, it has been very helpful to start offering uh, these words and helping to create certain sentences. And then for those who are feel ready, let's start expressing. But um, these limitations, especially for beginners, 
and as we know it's 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 the most difficult to, to teach someone that just comes from whoever knows from where and it's it's again it's it's wonderful and i really love that mm-hmm. and it's uh, enriching in terms of really learning and seeing from again different perspective and again being humbled by oh this is obvious of course you're just gonna jump to the bar and then you swing your legs up and then someone comes that never did this and you never even consider that this is an issue and there you go new process and it's wonderful it's truly again brings you back to the empathy and understanding and so on and another thing i wanted to mention in relation to the partner is uh, something that uh, Juan was mentioning on the workshop was that uh, and it stuck with me i even shared this note and i'm sharing loads of my notes from whenever uh, through instagram and uh, soon through through my webpage is that the partner is a mirror not just a life partner but any partner and uh, through this interaction again you're learning who we are so if you are a bad person or if you are a bad dancer or if you are bad at the the coordination it allows me to be good it allows me to be the the good person the confident person but again in relationship to something and again i know that the, the, this sounds more uh, like a spiritual ish and woo ish but it's very practical it's it's just very practical and something that i'm really trying to point out because it's more important to me than the actual material that i'm presenting so back to the original thing of course through certain materials i let's say that i'm going to be teaching lightness skills so i'm going to be teaching uh these these dancing scores or some form of improvisation i'm going to bring these these boundaries and within them i'm going to invite you to try to find within this limitation something for yourself some people will find that they are not able to emotionally express themselves some people will uh, will feel embarrassed some people will be happy and then we switch to different topics and you again change the mood it's a beautiful experience I had. I was teaching this coordination with the sprinting on this event. And before the energy was super high, like everyone was excited and the fire. And then we switched to this coordination task that was very difficult. And there was this immediate change and everyone was just like frustrated, almost angry. And I could see that everyone is angry with me. And I stopped them. I stopped them because I really like to do this break. And I invited them to start journal. In terms of notice what changed, which part of you was touched and what do you feel? It was a beautiful experience because, of course, even for myself, it was like, maybe I wasn't teaching right, but was clearly you need to solve it within yourself. And I didn't give them the answer which they wanted. And it's even for myself, it was diff- really important to stand the ground and offer this perspective of, I don't really care about you getting the, co- the coordination, but to realize what happened within yourself. What just changed? You were the happy person. Everything is great. The sun is shining. And now immediately you're super serious and angry. What? Who did this? How so that you gave so much power away to this little girl with this little bun that said, now we're going to do the different thing. Which part of you doesn't like it? And why? Why do you feel this way? And this is something that is, again, more important to me if the people learn the coordination or not. Because this really stacks with you. Because then next time when you're arguing with your mom or with your spouse or uh, you're yelling at your kids, you might take a break and take a pause and maybe <laughs> look what's happening. Where is this coming from? What got triggered? Which string did, did it pull? And that's how you get back to yourself. And that's, again, practice. 
that's the real practice, the real hard work that mm-hmm. is not very popular. And I don't hear it often. And I really want to remind that. I'm not saying that it's not important to build skills, because again, there is a, loads of value. Uh, I was recently writing about this, that um, I really want to learn as much as I can. I'm currently learning acrobatics, which I'm absolutely hating because I hate jumping back and everything because I broke my C-spine a few years back. But this this process is just wonderful. You know, like, it's like a kid. I just absolutely love this. And a few years ago, I was punishing myself through that practice. But now it's just real this childish thing that I really wanted to learn. And again, it's, it's a practical skill. Not important for life, but these principles within there something that i'm really really enjoying and it's a it's anyway it's a way of spending time you know like regardless of how romantic it sounds that i'm doing the movement practice and this is better than this it's like you're spending time my friend like that's it and you choose in which way you want to spend it so there is there is no one to impress and, and no one to beat and no one to be better than with it's like live for yourself Enjoy yourself, like find something valuable and share it with the world or not. But, you know, it's, and I know it sounds, and I know how it sounds, um, but it really comes from a person that I've been there. I've been chasing this acknowledgement. I was trying to become someone. I was really trying to, to you know, like to get close to the, the back then, the leaders. I was trying to be the good student, but I didn't even know what that meant. And I wasn't doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. So where are we going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I think what you're proposing is really the meat and the potatoes and the vegetables. I think it's um, the reminder that we're going to go into the world and we're going to like participate and everything that we do impacts how we participate with big waves or small waves and the the things that we do or the practices that we have or the people we interact with are going to like change how we interact socially and and impact us psychologically and having that understanding as a teacher going into being with people is super important um and it makes it makes us reflect on our own values you know because when we're clear about what our values are we walk into a room with that in mind along with that understanding like wow like my values are going to impact these people when they go and relate to other people and and that's a really meaningful piece because the practice is, is not the practice of handstands. It's not the practice of acrobatics. Like it can, it's, it is those things, but ultimately because you can't separate it, it's actually the practice of like how you're going to like navigate all the other things in life. And there's huge consequences to that. And it's, it's worth really reflecting on in like a, a, a really big and deep way. And that's where, yeah, being surrounded by people who are facilitating that maybe have intentions of being nobodies rather than somebodies can be really valuable, you know, because that like um, 
desire for somebodyness from a teacher impacts the group and a desire for nobodyness or basically no desire <laughs> right is is really impactful um and these aren't even lessons they're actually just like our own ripples that are hitting people and then bouncing off their shores and rippling back to us and back and forth and all these things wonderfully put wonderfully put yeah i love this uh this quote right why why do you want to be someone or somebody when you can be nobody mm -hmm. but also saying that there is an evolution to get there mm -hmm. like uh, i remember myself reading loads of like buddhism is very close to my heart but it's it's not that i would be a buddhist and but there's certain things that really resonate with me and same thing in christianity and so on but um you read those concepts of like not judging da, 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 and it almost puts you in a place of i cannot if i'm doing this i'm doing it wrong or if i have thoughts while i'm meditating or while i'm sitting i'm wrong it's just evolution it's same thing like if you if you cannot uh, uh, place or shift your weight in a push up on your wrist, it's gonna be very challenging to do a handstand uh, facing the wall or handstand in the spot. It's just really step after step, milestone after milestones, uh, certain things that you need to pass through on your path. Um, the same thing with this: you you want to be somebody, you want to try it, uh, you know, or like everyone again back to this relationship thing. It's like ah, don't date this guy; he's a douchebag; he's gonna hurt you. It's like, but I love him. You go through that experience and then you're like, ah, why no one warned me? It's like, come on, we told you. Yeah. But you needed this experience and now you can evolve. Um, there is this uh, example that uh, can be a little harsh or again, it, it depends on a perspective. But I've been working with loads of abused people, like physically abused, um, sexually abused, uh, people that abuse themselves. Um, and I've worked through their body and, and so on and, and uh, found the loads of heavy stuff and uh, which forced me to start studying loads of psychotherapy and not that you are trying to, to help the people but I'm trying to understand what's happening and then just direct the people and say okay like let's do the therapy but I realized that there is an internal choice and uh, there is this uh, like a magnetic force that you have so for example um, if I feel that I don't deserve to be loved for multiple reasons in your childhood or whenever, or if I feel that I deserve to be punished, I might find a partner that is going to be abusive to me. Oh. And uh, that person would never, for example, be abusive to a different person that doesn't have this wound. And they wouldn't even end up together. So you're sort of looking for these kinds of teachers or people in your life and it's not any spiritual woo-woo thing. It's just, it makes sense because you're just attracting this lesson to yourself. It's like there is a hole and this, this other person has this, this piece that fits in and, and you're stuck together uh, until you decide to transform or do a therapy or start working on yourself through whenever. And this is why I also feel that this physical practice is very transformational because it's practical. It's like... There is loads of spiritual people that are talking about these things, but they don't pay taxes or they don't even, they're not able to take care of their families or they're not able to take care of their physical body, nor about their, you know, like the, the, the physical needs, right? Practically. Mm -hmm. So um, I really feel that 
there are certain lessons that we just need to go through. And if it wouldn't be through that person, it would be through a similar person. Like if you even think about some friends of yours that are always finding a specific partner that has a very similar archetype because they haven't done the work of why do I need this person in my life? Someone treating me shitty or someone uh, always abusing me or someone always talking ill about me or, or so on. Um, and there is... In this age, I feel there is very few transformative practices. And this is why I started teaching, because I truly feel that this can empower you. Because if you learn handstand, or not just the handstand, it's an example, because it's easy to say, but if I learned something that I thought before that is impossible, now if I make from impossible possible um, in my physical body, it changes your mind, truly. It, it changes yourself internally, it translates if you pay attention because you're just building this confidence or this ability to act. And then eventually, again, when you charge the symbol enough or when you build enough uh, this credit card, uh, enough uh, credit, you're able to make a bigger decision. And, and that's why also it's very important to pay attention to our daily actions and uh, the promises, the little promises we are giving to ourselves. Um, because it can lead to a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, be it's no. beautifully put. Yeah, it's beautifully put. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one thing I wanted to, to add just because it was, I forget what it was that you were, you were saying that it made it come to mind. It was at the very beginning of when you were speaking, you were talking a little bit about um, essentially like like be whatever you are right now like i guess there's nothing wrong with aspiring but don't us don't let the aspiring get out of get in the way of like what what you are at this very moment and it makes me think of this um alan watts quote and i don't remember the quote exactly but it's something to the effect of like be as egotistic as you are wonderful and, and I think he says, he, he adds to it saying like, there's nothing more despicable than the desire to be a saint, something like that. Cool. And That's... as you were speaking in the beginning, it made me think about that because I think it, it fits what you're saying. It's like, be wherever you're at on the journey. Like we don't need to pretend that you're somewhere else or that we are somewhere else. Like it's okay to honor that thing with all its kind of messiness, wherever it's at. Don't skip the levels. Mm -hmm. you know it's like i really like this idea also about the you know the video games that you unlock this certain uh, uh levels like you feel the i haven't played the video games for years but as far as i remember you need to do certain uh, like tasks and then another level opens but if you mm -hmm. jumped like at three or four levels you're very confused and also you might not have the right tools it's like someone becomes super famous overnight it's horrible experience you just don't have the tools to deal with this and like being a famous person imagine that overnight you would become uh, known by millions of people to the point that you cannot come out of your room people want to be successful but they don't realize that it's also something that you need to be prepared for because if it happens overnight and similar thing can be through this experience of something opens within yourself, something you read about. 
um, for people going to, again, ceremonies and maybe opening something that they don't have tools to deal with because there is so many stuff from your childhood that you're not even acknowledging. And that's where you lose it. And that's how you become schizophrenic or that you really might have some issues. So try not to skip the levels. And I've been there many times. So I just wanted to learn that and teach that. Da, da, da. But imagining myself teaching a huge event, like for 200 people organizing certain things, I, I really honor, acknowledge and embrace and enjoy each and every tiny step because eventually I might get there if it's something that I will want. But the path, the milestones, the every day, that's it. Like every morning I wake up and I have, of course, I have some rituals and routines and I choose that. I'm choosing to do this and I love that. And I, of course, I have certain aspirations or direction set, which is like, a, you know, you have this boat and you have this compass and you choose, okay, I can stay on this spot and see where it takes me, which is also fine. But I can choose direction which I can always change, but I'll choose direction and I want to explore this area of the map. And there's something powerful with that. And <laughs> it's reminded me this example from Paul Czech that uh, you come to the restaurant and the waiter comes and asks you, what do you want to eat? And he says like, ah, just bring me something. And his waiter just takes the scraps from the different tables and bring it to the person. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, you said, bring me something. And it might have been something wonderful, but it's just bringing the shitty meal. So you never know. And it's also powerful to be able to be fine with that. But there's nothing wrong with having goals, having directions, because it's going to teach you something. You know, I almost felt at a certain point that I cannot have or cannot be this person and everything I do is wrong. If I have goals, it's wrong. If I don't have goals, it's wrong. And I was very confused because I was trying to skip levels and not living my own life. And not honoring where I am. And it brings loads of confusion within yourself. Loads of resistance to what actually is happening. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I'm and, and missing out on what's happening. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah, you put it so well. Especially it's really, yeah, beautiful to hear you talk about that, like, idea of, like, you know, events with 200 people. It's almost like this idea this this teachers is always just like oh like big workshops or big events and that haven't like you know that there's somewhere to make it to and it's like no no, no you're there right now exactly yeah you are there exactly like also imagine like uh, again something that we discussed uh, very recently like um imagine that really really overnight somehow you just become very famous i don't have capacity for another even 30 students because at the moment i've heard 50 people and i don't have any different system or anyone else that would do what I want to do and and really thinking about it I'm like this is the number I really want to work with and I need to learn or I'm constantly I'm constantly changing as I go the system the 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 curriculum the the way I teach and like this year I started doing lectures and really thinking about the direction I want to be setting the reflections I want to be proposing and building up certain things because you know, for example, on one event, we did this um, a long sit, long shake, loads of somatic work. But it took me a few months to prepare people for that because we really needed to build some some uh, uh, some foundation. And of course, you can do it without that. 
But if you are forced to sit for an hour without the, the movement, it's going to be painful experience and you might not be able to extract certain things. But then if you did already certain parts, then you can maybe place different seats. Uh, same thing for somatic work and, and bringing attention to more subtle things within the body. And so this 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 idea of I want to be successful and I want to be that. It's like really think where is it coming from? Because it might not be your idea and you might already be there in terms mm -hmm. of what do you want? What do you really want? Um, and again, being happy where you are because this is absolutely wonderful. Like I love each and every part and tiny step of this journey of learning about myself uh, doing my mistakes it's just wonderful to do this on the scale because eventually of course if you have some powerful idea it will found its audience and even one person is it's already like i was telling recently to one of my students that uh, really did a quantum leap like a 180 spin leaving job that was just like highly uh, placed in society whenever because he realized that the, the letter was uh, put on the wrong uh, wrong wall. And most people will never do this. They just continue and deny themselves. And now having his own group and teaching and, and being a great father and seeing the transformation, every time he comes, it's just different person, more connected, more happy. And it, it's the sun that is in the group and you see the power that is emanating. I told him like, even if I would came across one person like yourself, by my questions or by the way the interaction being influenced in this direction, I I'm just beyond honored. It's it's beyond inspiring even for my journey, um, and reminds me the power of questions and and the power of teachings and and honoring my teachers and what they brought to me. So even one person, it's it's huge. Even if it's you, that one mm -hmm. person, it's huge, and you cannot even think the influence that it has this internal work that some people, uh, as I said, uh, found courage uh, to do, to to really start the transformation and stop being a victim of life and, and taking responsibility for where they are, which is a hard part. Like think think about your parents, and which is usually the best example of people that we really want, want to help but can't, and, and how difficult it is for them to acknowledge certain mistakes or wounds or things that happen to them um, and having empathy towards them uh, and then maybe even witnessing them trying to do something with it, first acknowledging it, um, which reminded me that uh, I went to this darkness retreat I mentioned before and I really had this question that I was just trying to figure out and, and that was a great place to ponder that, which was what is a forgiveness? even to oneself, because I was just really harming myself and certain things happen and, and you're just, you know, like we are holding these things. And uh, so I asked myself for this week of pitch black room with myself and I tried to figure out what it is. And uh, genuinely, I really tried to understand. And what came was that it's a first understanding like understanding the stories, for example, to forgiving your parents for certain things or the people that you hate or people that harmed you is understanding where their behavior or the actions coming from. Same goes towards yourself, understanding why did you act a certain way. And once you understand, and if you truly start understanding and seeing where it's coming from, you might be able to forgive. And if you really understand what the forgiveness is, 
you're doing it for yourself because ultimately then you don't have to be this angry person and you're feeling the ease and uh, you're feeling lighter eventually. So you're not doing it for anyone else. And it doesn't require anyone else being there. You know, like forgiving your parents, you don't have to tell them a word. Mm-hmm. And it's it's powerful. And all these things came through the practice, came through the treatment. And, and I don't feel that this is uh, something distant because I actually feel that most people are after that. And I see them chasing something like I want to learn muscle up and I want to be this and I want to be strong and I want to have muscles. I want to lose weight. Every time I really ask them why and I sit with it and they sit with it, you always figure out there is something deep down that is forcing you and pushing you um, into doing certain things that you connected to that person. The more confident person is having six pack and, and muscle ups. Mm which is nothing wrong with that. Again, it's part of the journey, but acknowledge it, accept it, live with it. And, and I'm going to support that person on the journey. But I really feel it's important to, to ask. And if you dare to find the answer, it's not a small thing. And again, the influence into your surrounding, even globally, if there is one more person that is happy with themselves, huge thing. <laughs> gonna right, live because, in it because they because they're gonna send out their own ripples. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like don't don't take care about anyone else besides yourself. Beside yourself, you want to change the the world. Truly, this cliche, right? But if you really think about it, sit with it, it makes so much sense because. If I am happy and I'm not bringing more shit into this family table of of worries and things, or even on the table of my community, if I'm the person that is on the path, doing the work, I'm I'm not bringing more more heavy stuff. I'm not trying craving attention or taking, but I'm actually bringing, I'm bringing lightness maybe, or perspective. It's a huge thing, and recently I've been pondering on how many people I have in my life or how many friends I have in my life um, that are really bringing, that are there. And it's it's few people. And it's usually them on the other side of the globe. There's very few people that are really doing this work. And I would go to hell and back for them. And it doesn't mean that I don't have any other friends, but it's few people and I'm... I'm it, they're really like the diamonds that I'm taking care of that are inspiring in terms of really being being the real practitioners if we really want to use these terms because it goes truly deep and it's it's hard it's hard work it's I would much rather smash myself with the strength training eight hours a day than sitting with myself and asking myself these questions and I know this is my full heart and I think everyone can relate to that my um a really really good friend of mine um has a a really beautiful piece that he's memorized and recites at very special times either for one person or for a group of people but it's like a really special piece that he recites um and it always kind of lands at a time when you need to hear it and it's long it's all it's like almost 20 minutes long but in it he talks about like love and what love is 
right? And to kind of get to that understanding of what love it means like to dive deeper, to like have the capacity to like love and be loved. To some degree, it's a little bit of like what it's saying. And like, and in all the moments where you're kind of like feeling like you should go up and like take a breath for air, you should like get out. You should just dive deeper, like keep diving down. And there's a part of it that I am always really taken by um, because he describes love and he says it's like to be wild and to be disciplined and to be generous and be kind. And those are like the lessons that can emerge from like that, like continuing to dive deeper when everything else is telling you to like come back up. And um, yeah, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to like try to to butcher his this beautiful narration, but there's something in there that's related to what you're saying um, that's worth noting because um, we're not always told that it's okay to keep diving or that it's okay to like keep seeking or to to go to those darker places um, because it's t it's challenging. That's why you said that you feel like you have a few diamonds. Um, but, you know, if the opportunity arises and you feel that you have it, like maybe there's something about love, which is close to forgiveness as well, that like exists in that place. Oh, this is a uh, wonderful, just to trigger the many, many other directions we can take this through. But, um, I mean, I don't mean meant it in a like a harsh way that but if you really think about the regular conversations with we usually have with people, um we like to bring our issues and we like to talk about them and there is very even neurological reasons why we are wired this way that we need to talk about our problems. But uh there's very few people that really take the the ownership because it's just a really hard this diving deeper or we can call it letting go mm -hmm. yeah it's it's just really hard even being vulnerable like or making mistakes even as a teacher you know like you're the authority and you make a mistake and then a certain part is touching all these things endless invitations to connect and understand yourself um there's one more thing that uh, came to mind uh, with this uh, wonderful story you just shared that uh, I'm being reminded uh, by a dear friend of mine is don't disregard anything mm. in terms of not pushing away not just feelings, things and stuff that is happening and occurring but don't disregard anything as a uh, this is not for me or I'm no longer doing that because you're limiting and you, you'll never know, you know, like I'm never going to study with this person or I'll never do a strength work. Uh, just again, just to use a practical example. Recently I've been treating a loads of uh, uh, like a female yogis that maybe before I did loads of strength training, then just switched completely. And there is this wave of being more feminine 
Uh, and you see the psyche balancing coming from one extreme of doing just one thing, disregarding it and then doing just the other thing of like emotions and like soft stuff. And then I see the body that is reflecting this disbalance. And even even we can look at it from the points of uh, view from uh, the elements. Uh, you see someone is loads of fire, someone's like loads of air and water. And I could see the body that was just craving strength training because the, just the body was too weak and it was becoming more and more loose. And there, to the point that there started to be pain and I we had discussion and um, and I saw how much she limited herself and closed herself in this uh, in this realm of I'm only yogi. And she identified with what she was doing to the point that she was disregarding this, uh, these tools that could be very useful and helpful. So by that, I mean, don't push away anything. At some point, you might need a shaman. At some point, you might need a good surgeon and good orthopedic and get the surgery done for your knee. Don't disregard anything. Right, because the thing that you that you rolled your eyes at, you're probably going to turn to at some point. There's a good chance. There's plenty of things that I know I've rolled my eyes at, and then all of a sudden I've been like, all right, well, I'm here. Exactly. And mm -hmm. it's every time it's absolutely hilarious. I yeah. see this with myself, like just looking at myself past years, how judge how judgmental I was. And of yeah. course, still I'm, it's just, you're not enlightened beings, right? That's yeah. sentient, beautiful experience and observing tendencies. But we can constantly remind ourselves um, because you, you truly never know the tools and uh, people, uh, ideas. And this is why like, I have certain opinions and I'm sharing certain points of view, but this is the day, Adriana. Tomorrow I wake up, who knows what the reality will be? Because it, many times it really happened. Sometimes, as I said about this experience, or uh, I had as something inside happened, something I read about, it was such a strong experience that it forced me to to change direction completely. And I had zero, zero uh, chance to, to fight it. It just happened. There was no for there was no chance to to uh, resist. It just happened. Uh, same thing like with my sister whenever. You're just placed there. And you need to look at it, you need to acknowledge it. And this is why I'm very careful these days with uh, having like a strong opinion because I truly don't know and uh, learning how to uh, learning to say as you said in the beginning wonderfully that uh, I don't know I don't know it's 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 the reality we are just convincing each other that we understand but uh, because our psyche cannot bear this uh, idea that we actually don't know where we are who we are da, da, da. no even like uh, now there is this wonderful documentary on Netflix uh, from I think Graham Hancock uh, about this ancient civilizations and it's super cool because he's just giving proofs to a point that uh, he cannot no longer go to Egypt he couldn't go to film there because he would just ruin the history books because of all the proofs that he, he put and you can see the resistance the huge resistance even when you bring some new ideas like into biomechanics because uh, throughout the intensive video was sharing with us uh, uh, loads of concepts but the two main concepts that really stuck with me was the uh, end of 2021 as my last event with the team and uh, was was wonderful and we did loads of Feldenkrais stuff loads of uh, uh, tensegrity 
and this idea of integrity changing different perspective into what the, the body is and how we move and how the joints work and having lots of friends of orthopedic surgeons and also being in touch with uh, with uh, this realm through the therapy I was really like it took me a year and a half to allow it to sink in with them within my system through direct experience of understanding that I I truly didn't understand because this concept was just really grinded into my body into my mind through the studies and and the thoughts that wasn't was it took me a while to to accept that there's something else so yeah just don't disregard anything and also it's completely fine to have a strong opinions <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of like yes and right. no and it's all good yeah exactly exactly that's every time how i feel when i speak with uh this uh when i speak with a good teacher that's how i know that it's a good teacher i'm always way more confused afterwards mm-hmm. he never gives me anything like mm-hmm. I, I you know like you try to hang on to something it's like so this is true so so this is true i was like yes no and mm-hmm. maybe from this perspective mm-hmm. now <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a well, it's like we said earlier, it's like a, a someone, at least from my experience, the people who are great teachers, like have great questions, not not answers. Yeah. And I often They're think about it. It's like the, the people who I like have been like, oh, I've learned a lot from them. They have like great answers. But then the people who are like this very select few, they're like this other thing. It's like they don't have answers. They have questions and they're also very difficult to find. They're like, <laughs> they're not as accessible. There's like, it's a it's a different realm. Yeah, there are levels to this game. Yeah. Um, so you're the first podcast back. Um, I've been, and I want to, yeah, let you, if you have any closing thoughts or anything that you wish to send people off with, we should uh, allow some space for that. Wow. There doesn't have to be either. Yeah, I speak a lot, I have to say. I use many words. Which will be very confusing, I feel. No, it's so great. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, there is one, or there is few. One is keep dancing the dance. And uh, by that, I mean that whenever situation or whenever you find yourself, first acknowledge where you are and understand that there is this bird's eye view there is this different perspective always because the reality is subjective um, and keep dancing the dance even in the darkest night of your soul which I can highly relate and I know how difficult it is to have depression or be suicidal or or even when you're on the top of the mountain dancing and being just the happiest person just embrace whenever it's there because I really feel that there is something beyond that we might be able to grasp at some point. So just keep dancing the dance and also do it for yourself. Like, especially in the movement culture, um, I see the influence by certain leaders because there's always this trend of doing certain things, but don't lose yourself. Like really constantly ask yourself, why did you start it and what are you after? as a teacher, if you're teaching, as a student, or just as a person from the outside. Because 
of course, there's something to this idea of it doesn't have to be fun to be fun, but also enjoy the fuck out of it. It really needs to be something that you love and enjoy with your full heart because that will take you far. Or at least it will take you to this another point. Because when you're on the path, you don't necessarily need to know how to get right now to the point from point A to point B. You might need to know this A1, which might be one millimeter away or one meter away, but doesn't matter. But if just identify the next step, which is maybe follow the joy of what really resonates with your heart. Because I remember when I was completely burned out a few times within the past eight years, just through pushing myself into something where I was zero joy. And then again, there is this tendency of psyche going in the exact opposite direction. But maybe if I would just would be able to sit with these questions that we were mentioning the whole time in terms of what am I after? What do I need right now? Which might be something completely different than it was a month ago. Um, and constantly being in touch with yourself and building this, these tools to be the hunter and not constantly being dependent on the teacher or certain concept, setting directions, this thinking for yourself and, and creating your own way. By saying that, of course, also just to bring a little bit more confusion, um, we we need these boundaries and we need these teachers. And again, I'm I'm honoring on the shoulders that I'm standing on, and I'm beyond grateful to all my teachers, present and past. And I'm also honoring my own path, which sometimes it's very difficult to to really step into the our own shoes and and take the responsibility and and really saying okay what do i want to teach what do i want to study what is genuinely mine that i want to learn and understand through that person or through that teachings take it make it yours and just share your heart with the world and uh, that's something that is not easy to do and it's beyond inspiring to see more people to do that it's a lifelong practice and lifelong journey. It's, and it's worth the one. 